Hello and welcome back to the Wellbeing Sessions with me, your host, Nate Pidcock. In today's podcast, we'll be talking about why self-care is so important, especially coming out of the pandemic and how it can be liberating to change the way you prioritise yourself. Here with us today to help us understand why self-care should be prioritised and practised daily is certified positive psychology coach Lucy Orton. Her popular weekly podcast, Self-Sabotage to Success, is in the top 5% of podcasts globally, empowering her listeners and clients to step away from mindset gremlins and a critical inner voice and into their rightful space into the world. Welcome back, Lucy. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me again. No worries. It's really nice to have you here again. Um, Really looking forward to today. Me too. Brilliant. So, could you tell me what exactly is self-care? Well, that's a really good question, actually, because I think we sometimes can have an idea of self-care as being a bubble bath or sometimes just washing our hair or, you know, doing something basic. And actually, I think it's much broader than that. It's about prioritising yourself, about taking care of your well-being and your physical health and about keeping that front and centre in terms of your routines and your daily life. I think the other element of self-care, which I always really like to emphasise, is that self-care is not selfish it's actually something really important to prioritize and to keep an eye on for all of us at whatever stage we're at and whatever constraints we're under self-care is absolutely essential so you're telling me that self-care it's not just the bubble baths and the face mask it's it's about prioritizing yourself and making sure that you are putting yourself first and realizing that that isn't a selfish thing to do Yeah, absolutely. I I have a bit of an issue with like hair care is not self-care because I think, you know, washing your hair or getting your hair cut is not actually self-care. It's it's maintenance. It's something that you just have to do. And and it is much broader than that. And actually, I've talked on my podcast about the self-care emergency and that especially when we've gone through something as challenging as the pandemic, it's even more important that we prioritise looking after our mental health, looking after our physical health and looking after ourselves in a very holistic way so that we're protecting ourselves from burning out or becoming you know highly stressed or even ill so yeah I really strongly believe that self-care is much more than just a candle here and there now that can absolutely form part of many people's self-care I know my husband would absolutely say that a a lovely smelling candle is you know great for his self-care but it's different for everyone and it is a more an approach to life rather than a sticking plaster of a bubble bath and a glass of wine definitely so you mentioned the the self-care emergency there that you spoke about on your podcast what exactly is that So I really believe we're in a self-care emergency at the moment because we've been through something difficult and I've likened it to the period maybe just after you have a baby or when you've been poorly in hospital and you have to do something to kind of buoy yourself back up, to bring yourself back to full strength so that you can really jump off into, you know, the future and the new potential in the best way possible and be that best version of yourself. I think we can feel like actually it's just a nice to have, but I strongly think that we need to prioritise it and that we've all been through something in different ways. It's, it's affected us you know, differently, but we've been through something challenging and we need to take stock and maybe use this as a wake up call for how we can bring self-care practices into our lives. For some people, it might be that they've 
made some really good progress with that during the lockdown periods and they want to carry that on or for others it might be that they think actually now things are getting a bit more back to normal how can I bring myself into this world that I've created this routine that I've created and feel good about myself more and more brilliant could I ask you personally how do you practice self-care then well, that's a, that's a great question. I personally love walking in nature and I do that a lot whenever I can, even down to the point that I will take client calls on my phone and go and do that in nature whenever possible. It's always up to the, the client to choose if they're okay with that and they don't want to do Zoom. But I absolutely love it. I find it kind of amazing. And I, there's a phrase which I've forgotten, but it's Norwegian and it's about bathing in nature. There's a word. Um, and I really feel that benefit when I'm out in nature and, and I'm out in the elements. I really enjoy it and I've actually got a colouring in chart on my fridge which is ostensibly for the kids but it's really more for me where I'm trying to hit a thousand hours outside so being outside is really really fundamental to me another thing that I do for my own self-care is I read as much as possible it's something that when I've been in busier stages of my life or in stages of my life where I wasn't prioritizing self-care as well it's gone by the wayside and yet it's something that I enjoy so much and I read a great stat the other day that said six minutes of reading is more powerful for your well-being or your calmness than 25 minutes of meditating and I just thought wow that makes sense to me on lots of levels because meditating is not my bag but reading absolutely grounds me and makes me feel really nourished and um, is something that I really do try and work into my day-to-day life. That's a a really interesting statistic though. Whenever I look on Instagram, it's always meditate this, do that, get, get in your own mind space. And but actually six minutes of reading is just as powerful as doing that. Yeah, and I, I wish I could give you the um the, the evidence for that, the um, you know, the reference. But I read it and I thought, well, that is fantastic. That really reassured me because I'm I have a very busy brain, so meditating is quite tricky. Um, and I don't have necessarily the time at the moment to put that into my day on a regular and, and really kind of get my practice better. But with reading six minutes, I try and read a bit longer than that, but 15 minutes or so really can see the benefits. And it's interesting that the brain science backs that up. Definitely. So what sort of barriers have you notice within yourself and other people for creating self-care routines especially in 2021? I think that there's a real myth around productivity and that we have this limited amount of time and that if we just remove the self-care we can be more productive we can get more done and actually the opposite is is true because we can push ourselves we can make ourselves work to the grindstone but actually we're likely to make ourselves less productive we're going to be less happy and we're going to be really risking you know bad situations we're going to be risking mental uh, health issues we're going to be risking physical health issues and even burnout where we get to the point where we just can't keep going anymore so I think a real barrier is that myth that to kind of take self-care out of your day-to-day life is going to make you more productive when actually the opposite is true and of course the whole COVID landscape that we've all had to put up with has also added extra pressures. So it's given a knock-on effect on self-care. It's made us feel like there's too many things I have to do. I have to physically wash my hands, you know, 20 times a day, or we've had to be had to do that in the past. So maybe that that means that I now haven't got time to go and play football with my mates tonight because I've got too much else to get on with. Um, it's maybe a bit of a funny example, but there's definitely been those extra pressures in our lives and it can feel 
easy almost to deprioritize self-care so i think that's been a huge barrier brilliant so something you're saying there is by taking the time to actually look after yourself practice self-care you're going to make yourself more productive in the long run yeah absolutely and there's lots of studies that show that you know in sweden and in other countries they have six hour working days for a reason they're highly productive nations and they found that six hours is is what you need to get the most out of your day anything beyond that and it just becomes a bit flabby and you zone out um, and i think when you deprioritize self-care you really run the risk of those unproductive working patterns you know seeping in to your daily routines so what would you say to our listeners who are incredibly busy and they're, they're finding it hard to actually make some time for self-care? Well, I think recognising that you have a lot on your plate and starting from that point of self-compassion and knowing that you're going to, you know, find this difficult to fit in is, is first and foremost really important. Don't beat yourself up about finding it hard because that's counterproductive. But then I think time blocking, which I've talked about with you before, about connection, but also for self-care is so important. Treat yourself like a meeting, treat yourself like a lecture or treat yourself like a client, however it kind of works for you. Treat yourself like a shift in your part-time job and give yourself blocks within the week, within the weekend, within the week to do those things that make you feel good. So to read that book or to go on that run or to um, do something else that really fills your cup is really helpful because it sends a, a message to you when you see that in your diary when you get the ping on your phone you know chill out and watch great tv for an hour or whatever it is whatever floats your self-care boat then you're going to take that a bit more seriously so it's almost like we're tricking our brains into seeing this as a proper task and reminding ourselves that it's going to help us in the long term it's part of what we're doing so I would recommend that I think just prioritizing it and and remembering that it has this hugely beneficial effect is also really powerful because we can see I I always say to people you don't need an excuse for self-care you should do it anyway because it's good for you and you absolutely deserve it but it does have a benefit too and it has a knock-on effect so knowing those two things is is really important it's it's you're totally worthy of it and you absolutely deserve it but also it's going to help you in other aspects of your life to go and kick a ball to go and um you know hang out with a really great friend it's going to help you and it's going to um, improve what comes next do you find that there are certain people who don't exactly take it seriously or don't see the significance the importance of actually practicing self-care yeah and I think it can be kind of an old-fashioned view where people think they need to be busy all the time they need to almost be busy as a badge of honor and that it's almost a kind of you know a good thing that they can't fit in looking after themselves but I really contest that and I challenge that and say you know there's no shame whatsoever in saying I can't do this because I need to look after myself and I think the more we can have those conversations and push back on people who don't see that as valid is really really important definitely i i think the our generation the younger generation see the significance of that a lot more and i i hope as as we grow up generations below will also notice that and it'll create a, a working environment that is more productive and happier at the same time as well 
Absolutely. I've read a lot of um, research about Denmark and about the working cultures there and about the ways that they punctuate even their working day with kind of breaks and, and coffee breaks and cake breaks and amazing Danish pastries. Um, but also they have a shorter working day. So it means there's more time for hobbies. There's more time for families. And I think, you know, really, we want to move to a society that is more progressive. And with the way that working patterns are happening with automation, it's going to allow us to have shorter working hours if we just can look at things in a really progressive way. But you know, until that point, when you know the society catches up with us and the government catches up with us, we need to prioritise our own self-care as best we can so that we can live our best lives, so that we can do our best work and so that we can not reach burnout. Definitely. So if we're looking after ourselves in that way. How can we then also support our friends to make sure they're prioritising their self-care as well? Yeah, I think that's really interesting and really important because when we model looking after ourselves other people will follow us so like you were saying before you know if we can be you know you guys I'm, I'm older than you, you guys can be the generation that models how important self-care is and gets it and realizes it it will be a real snowball effect so I think in terms of supporting friends by expressing our own self-care being honest about when we need to rest being aware that that is absolutely okay and we don't have to hustle and be toxically busy all the time is the first thing but Secondly, I think understanding that everyone's self-care patterns are different. And if someone says no to you about doing something, they don't want to go out that night or they, they can't make that um, big event at the weekend, then we can accept that and say, okay, that's you with your self-care boundaries. And I really get that because it's my self-care boundary is important to me too. And I think when we give those permissions to others we also reiterate that we can absolutely give them to ourselves we can say no to things we can say yes to things and we can always check back with what feels good for us in that moment so you're saying it's good to be a good almost like a, a support blanket and group for everyone else by understanding that it is okay if one of our friends say no and that they're prioritizing themselves and by being there for them accepting that yeah absolutely and interestingly i think we can sometimes find it easier to support our friends self-care and harder to support our own self-care because i like to talk about being your own best friend and often i'll talk to clients and say what would you say if your best friend came to you with this exact situation and they can flow really easily in this lovely supportive way about how they would buoy that person up how they would make that person feel okay to be setting their own boundaries but then they struggle to do it with themselves so I think it really is a two-way conversation and the more we allow others to do it it will give ourselves permission and backwards and forwards in a really kind of virtuous circle. So also the best way to support your friends is actually to lead by example as well then? Totally. I think we model, if we model things and then we mirror the people around us, we can end up living in a more culture of self-care. And that can only be a beneficial thing because it's not selfish and it does have a knock-on effect on everything that we do and really helps us to prioritise the parts of life that are important to us. Because when we start to block our time out, we can end up managing our expectations better and being more realistic about what we can really fit in rather than thinking, well, I'll have a meeting and then a meeting and then a meeting and I won't have time for lunch. And, you know, it will just it will just have to happen. You can instead think, OK, I've scheduled in my lunch break, actually, because lunch break is really important to me. It gives me energy for the afternoon. And now 
because I've said it, I've written it out and I've thought about it, it's definitely going to happen. I think sometimes we have to give ourselves a physical permission slip. You know, I've even suggested that to clients where they write something out. You know, I have given myself permission to have a lunch break today and to finish work at 3 p.m. Yeah. And we can do that because it gives our brain that reminder that this is something we absolutely have the power to change. But until we make it more real and more tangible it can feel like something that we we just have to go along with what everyone's doing or what everyone's always done everything you're saying it it, it makes me really excited it, i think the more people that actually manage self-care learn about self-care we're going to be such a happier society I totally agree and I know that within my friendship group we really try and support each other with self-care. We try and help each other to create space for self-care as busy working mums and even within my, my husband and I he plays football every week and we both protect that because we want a culture of self-care within our family that comes above other things, that comes above just that unnecessary busyness. And this is not to say that we aren't challenged and that sometimes it is tricky to create this space but when we set ourselves that importance that prioritization we rise to the challenge and we're able to do it brilliant thank you so much lucy um as always it's been an absolute pleasure to have a chat with you today i've really enjoyed it thank you so much for having me again i always love coming on and chatting to you nate brilliant thank you so much and hopefully we'll have you again sometime soon i would absolutely love that and also thank you very much to our listeners as usual for tuning in and hope you have a lovely day bye now